0: Every once in a while, a movie comes along that takes your breath away. It speaks to the human condition in each of us through its expertly crafted narrative and well-drawn characters so acutely that we can't help but change our perspective just a little. Its stars shine, its cinematography wows, and its story is one we'll revisit time and again because, well, because unlike your therapist, it's always there when you need it. Today's film is the opposite of that. Valentine's Day is made by so many people that I respect and admire as a filmmaker. Maybe most of all Gary Marshall, the director. He's directed such films as Never Been Kissed, Beaches, Overboard, Pretty Woman, and one of the films that we've already done, Princess Diaries. But this film, with one of the largest A-list casts ever assembled, is a bloated, poorly Xeroxed copycat of Love Actually. And I don't really have much more to say about that here. So grab a drink, grab a friend, keep the candle burning rightly for love, because you'll find absolutely none of it here. This week on A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms, Valentine's Day. Have you met my fiancé?
1: Hi, Morley.
0: Hi. <laughs> I just like saying it. I feel so grown up. <laughs>
2: Next, please. Look what you forgot. See, that is is one empty hand. Oh. Yeah. Don't be mad. Yeah, I have been mad. I'm concerned. Just, do you have any idea what it would be like at work today if I wore that thing? I mean, people will be asking me. Where'd you get the big ring?
0: <laughs> you know, how many bridesmaids? How did he do it?
2: Gonna have kids? How many?
0: Three. What? Two dogs and maybe some chickens. I, uh, we could talk about it. We you know don't have to. Do I just think.
2: Right now it'd be better maybe we
1: could just keep it a secret. Hey everybody, this is that radio announcer guy that was in Valentine's Day and we got him to be no I'm him and I'm now working for the podcast guys and my name is Ringo Midnight. Romeo Midnight.
0: And I'm based
1: on Wolfman Jack.
0: Ah, but I'm the smooth version.
1: And we love love. Yeah, we're all about love, and
0: we're all about movies that talk about love. Unfortunately, this movie tonight wasn't wasn't really so much that. It it, I mean it tried. It really it really swung for the fences, didn't it? You sound Uh, Romeo.
1: You sound like a Muppet that's trying to play D D. Like, this is the first encounter in a D&D, and it's like, and oh no, you ran into Fozzie Bear, who's high on mutant gas.
0: <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Romeo and Wolfman's Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I'm Kelly McCrillis, aka Wolfman, and with me is my co-host. I'm sorry. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, too. This sucked. <laughs> but it was so much fun to watch. It was. I highly recommend to anybody who's of age um, to get a nice bottle of whatever your favorite movie-watching liquid is and really just sit down and buckle up for two hours of good family fun.
1: (laughs) I don't know what, maybe the Manson family, but... (laughs) Ouch. Um, That's some hard-hitting criticism from Romeo Midnight. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, today's movie is Valentine's Day. Five, six oh. seven eight
2: everyone's in love seven, with the number one movie seven, in america
1: we're famous. you kidding wow. amazing oh. we yes we have, have another of line
2: valentine's day i love it Rated pg-13 <laughs> now playing
1: directed by gary marshall one of the most important rom-com directors this side how? of how pretty how woman. is this a gary marshall film i know pretty woman director princess diaries he's the most important director this side of richard curtis um and he made more. He did this and then he made New Year's Eve and then he did it again with Ugh, Mother's I'm not Day. Looking forward to New Year's we Eve. We no. are there on the list. They're on their way. I'm glad we we're getting it. The first first iteration of this mm-hmm. style of movie and it's a ensemble driven rom
0: com with star studded cast. It is. I'm trying to find. Um. So Love Actually basically uh, made this possible. Right. Right. We have a Richard Curtis joint. Um. <laughs> being uh, great Scott (laughs) being love actually. And it's, and, and it's this film that has a premise. I've been thinking a lot about this because Valentine's day is, um, in form, very similar to love. Actually it's interconnected stories all wrapped around a holiday. Yeah. Let's just, that's, that's the plot of this. And it's Hollywood being like, Hey, we can do that. It's, and it's also another one of those love letter to Los Angeles films right because because it's like lingering on architecture yeah the but, great city of los angeles <laughs> no okay we, we have a lot of los angeles listeners thank you for listening everybody i think everyone
1: but, in la would agree like like this la movie, is not the most beautiful city
0: in it's the world. really hard to shoot like like you have a movie kind of like what, what what's another movie that's shot in los angeles that really shows it off like something like uh what was the most recent quentin tarantino film Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. And, and you get L.A. from certain angles and at sunset or when when you can find the right neon to kind of grace this flat, hilly landscape. There was some landscape. romance. But I, like, every, both flat and hilly. But depending. when you say every Angelina would say, like, you got to find your neighborhood. Right. Exactly. And each neighborhood has its own little section of personality before it gets, like pretty samey but this movie is just kind of like ah
1: in the great pantheon of world cities new york paris and los angeles
0: and i'm like nah yeah it's like (laughs) the flower market and it'll linger on it and it's like the this building don't you know this building it's like no it's a business building nobody cares about that yeah um it's a concrete jungle but to bring it back to Love Actually, Love Actually is a film with a premise. Uh, it starts off with a narration from Hugh Grant where he's talking about how everybody got kind of scared in the Western world, got super scared of um, airports after 9-11. And he's talking about how like this movie is proving that we're all kind of interconnected and there's a lot more love out there than hate that was their
1: first problem is that they didn't start the movie with hugh grant
0: well yeah sure i mean that's the problem for most of our films that don't work um like i started the movie
1: i was like wait hugh grant's not in valentine's day (laughs) oh here we go i mean is is ashton kutcher our our proxy okay i want to say i was shocked to find myself being charmed by you kutcher. shouldn't be ashton kutcher is a good actor i was really charmed by him and i was looking at his filmography and i was just like man a lot of missed opportunities yeah like i feel like between 2005 and 2015 he had a slate of films and none of them really took off like there's a few that i'm really curious about like have you seen a lot like love no but it's on our list it, it looks really interesting it, it does it look looks good. like
0: it could be pretty good mm-hmm. and, we'll, and we'll see um but i was charmed yeah, I was trying there are there are so there are 5 million people in this film. Um and there are there there's a lot of good actors in them in this. But hold on, we'll get there because what I want to say is up front the big the biggest problem among all the problems with this movie is this movie has no premise. Yeah. This movie's premise is I we're going to get you. You're not going to expect who or what or which direction love might possibly come from yeah. on Valentine's Day. The second biggest problem is Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's not her fault though. Like she's in the midst of a career like move where she's just trying to be like, Can I be an actor? And <laughs> And then everyone was like, nah. And then we got Taylor and Taylor after this for a short time. So that came from this. She is that dating-
1: why they're share they're scene partners? Is because they're both named Taylor. No, they they they. Started, I know they dated after this, yeah. but is that why they're like, all right, on the call sheet they're like, we've got Taylor Swift and who's gonna play her boyfriend? Uh, Taylor Lautner. How about you, two Taylors? How's
0: that sound? Well, he didn't audition for that role. I think he auditioned for the um, the Ashton Kutcher role. Uh, so,
1: sorry t so, lot.
0: Yeah, sorry. And and you know this is the second time he's come up in our podcast and. We, we want to see more of Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody who wants to cast him in like kind of a, an offbeat, like B character role, mm-hmm. I want to see this guy stretches his character actor muscles.
1: Yeah. So the premise of the movie is a smattering of short stories. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. They're all little stories and they all kind of add up to make a two hour feature film. And that's what Love Actually is doing, too. Right, but love actually the stories are actually thought out. <laughs> yeah,
0: the, there's well, there's less of them as well. Yes, uh, it, love actually doesn't. I, I think this. I we need to count. I'll put this in in post. But there's okay. There's only twelve stories in this one and ten in love actually, but still twelve. It, it feels more like 21 because everybody's got their own individual story. I'm just going to say that 12 is the actual number. That many films or stories <laughs> ding, in this ding, one. Ding. Yeah, they're it, all, all underdeveloped
1: stories. So of none of them are satisfying because there's just way too many stories.
0: I'd say the ones that are close to being satisfying are the Anne Hathaway, um, uh, Topher Grace story. Um, I mean uh, like comparatively let's just say comparatively well okay let's say
1: this there was actual material that they could have worked with mm-hmm. whereas other
0: stories there wasn't even material no and and here's the thing Ashton, Ryan brought up Ashen Kutcher he's kind of I would say his story is the the tent pole around which this dumpster fire is kind of mm-hmm. circulating the whole time because we start with him and we end with him Yeah, And he proposes to Jessica Alba and everybody's surprised that she says yes. And his story is eventually she she dumps him on Valentine's Day after they're engaged because she's just not into it. And uh, coinciding this is Jennifer Garner's story and their best friends thought they were brother and sister at first. Me too. Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) Glad you're not the only one. Um, And basically she's... In love with another guy who's a doctor who's obviously from the first moment in the movie cheating on her. Yes. Um, like and, and that's uh Patrick Dempsey. Yeah.
1: Every beat I was just kind of like, okay, so the movie's gonna end with him being right, okay? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. it was
0: it was so and not only this, but the whole time you're suffering through some of the worst dialogue. Just
1: I mean, George Lucas has written better dialogue. Yeah, it's it's
0: so sad, folks. It's, and it's not even, it's expositional to the degree where it's painful. This is really a hard
2: day for him because they used to make handcrafted cards together. Well, maybe we should have offered to do that with him. I did, but he said it was only fun when it was with his mother. So, Edison. What are we doing for breakfast today? Hmm? I can't eat, Grandpa. Who said that? So you can't eat? Oh, what's the matter? Are you sick?
0: Hmm? Yeah, Love sick. The
1: the uh, dialogue comes out as if it were translated. From another Mm. language into another language, and this is the third translation. Yeah, like it started. Google did each of the translations. Yeah, so it started (laughs) in Hebrew, then was translated to Portuguese, and then came to us in English. And we're just kind of like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Like it was the most uh, simplistic, basic dialogue that eight year
0: olds know more to. (laughs) This, This movie is a commodity. And here's the thing a lot of people put a lot of work into this movie. There's, I was surprised actually, because this movie has Julia Roberts. It has George Lopez. It has Patrick Dempsey. It has, I mean, as Anne Hathaway, like when you're watching the credits, you're like, no way, no, no way.
1: And you know, props to all the technicians. It's not a bad looking film. It's, it's well made. They did their job. I mean, it's basically good.
0: There's, there's tons of scenes. I would call it, Acceptable for a Hollywood product. Yes, thank you. Uh, good is a, is way too strong of a word. It was just that I wasn't necessarily distracted by the filmmaking. Right, and it's just kind
1: of like if anyone was saying, "Oh, I worked on Valentine's Day." If it's from a technical
0: point of view, it's like, "Oh, good job." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, except for like one time when Jamie Foxx is um, talking to Kathy Bates at the beginning of the movie. And somebody decided, oh, it's a good idea to put this camera on a slider, and we're just gonna, for no reason, go back and forth.
1: Yeah, that was weird. I think it's because the
0: cameraman's like, uh, what if I slide? And (laughs) Gary Marshall's like, sure, I don't care. Yeah. Was Gary Marshall really cashing in a paycheck here? I don't think so, because he made New Year's afterwards. Well,
1: I don't want to be ageist.
0: Oh, okay. Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me! He, he
1: was probably, at this point, the most respected rom-com
0: director in town. And here's the thing. We both respect the crap out of Gary Marshall.
1: And I think it's the kind of thing where, same with George Lucas, where no one's in a position to be like, Have you thought this through? Like no one's gonna second guess what this
0: person's coming up with. Is Gary Marshall Hector Alizondo? <laughs> that in real life, Um where he's like, I want to make a movie about my, about me and my grandkid, kind of. Like, I also, can I say that kid? That kid's name is Edison. No offense, Edison, but you suck, <laughs> Edison. You suck. Who I wanted was Lincoln. Long live... No, no, Franklin. Sorry. The other (laughs) kid. Franklin. Long live Franklin. That would have been Long live Franklin. Not in Franklin's house. Come on, the game's starting.
1: And again, it comes back to the like, okay, so he's a sad kid with his mom not
0: around. Who we think is dead at first. Kind of like Love Actually. Kind of like Love Actually. And
1: what's his big problem? He's lovesick. Yeah, he's lovesick. But twist, it's about his teacher. How did he know his teacher was at that restaurant? No, he didn't. So this, like, the switcheroo is, we think it's the girl in his class that he's got a crush on. Right. And he finds out where his crush will be on the night of Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. And so we're thinking he's got to get to this restaurant in time to get her the flowers. Uh-huh. But then he goes there and he sees Jennifer Garner. He's like, ah, the woman I've been looking for, my teacher. How did he know that she was there? i'm i'll give the movie the benefit of the doubt maybe they had it in there maybe i mean because maybe basically
0: he, he gets in the car with ashton kutcher who's delivering flowers that's ashton kutcher's job he delivers flowers all over on this day and he ends up there with ashton kutcher but like he would have had to walk in and be like oh crap that's her that's where she is and then realize that she's there and it'd be a surprise but that didn't happen he just walks in and he's like by the way here's an orchid that looks like a vagina so i mean love actually does this so much
1: better (laughs) so much better because love actually it's all about the school play at the end Uh and it's just the movie is saying this is the end point there's nowhere else to go on this day we're uh-huh. all going to the school play. Everyone's going to the school play. And it just is like, and somehow we're going to loop in the prime minister
0: going there too. And just all these things just kind yeah. of converge. But the coincidences kind of make sense in that film. Because like yeah. you have the, the prime minister show up, but it makes sense because, but completely on accident. He, does, he doesn't go there on purpose. Mm-hmm. And that just happens to be where his, um, his nephew goes to school because Emma Thompson is his sister
1: yeah and so she's like you made it and she's
0: super excited whereas this movie it's like when everybody shows up at this restaurant it's just like oh great that guy's here i don't care yeah like i don't i don't care about these connections a lot
1: of the movies like uh intended narrative satisfaction is like and that character knows that character Uh and what and like love actually is like uh, oh, by the way, the Prime Minister, uh, he's the brother of Emma Thompson. Okay? Okay, we're moving on. Yeah. It, it, it just throws you the context and moves along with the story, the narrative that it's saying.
0: It's not its not self-important about it. It's mm-hmm. not like, see what I did there. It's yeah. like, and, and they're like, I'm showing you that they're all connected. Great, let's move on with the actual story because mm-hmm. the story is important. And they're... I think there were about 50 movies in this film that if you would have stretched them out into their potential, they could have been bad. <laughs> no, hey. I, I think I think a movie about a like, let's say a gay football player who like comes out towards the end of his career is an interesting tale or a story between two people on a plane falling in love is an interesting tale or but- like a simple guy falling in love with a woman who is like a phone sex worker is a fun tale. However, like since none of them are realized <laughs> in any full, real rational way in no. this film, they all fall apart. They're just things fall apart. She <laughs> Things fall
1: apart. <laughs> They do. They do. They're bad. And they're just so, again, undercooked. It's like everything is like, it's like they threw the chicken on the platter and they cooked it for like 10 seconds. It's like,
0: no, I'm going to get They're like, sushi,
1: (laughs) get it? No, no, you didn't cook it. Everything is underdeveloped and undercooked. Let's take the football player played by another Grey's actor who I don't know the name of. Doesn't have a career because I'm really sorry. I want to be nice. I want to be generous, but he, his performance in this movie is sub amateur. It is not good. It is it is very poorly done. It is. I'm I'm sorry. I know you're a hard worker. And you clearly are. You're a very beautiful man, but the the acting in this is just not acceptable to me.
0: It, I'm sorry. If this movie had been made five years later, it would have been played by Hemsworth. And it Which would have been, would have been, been for so much better. That's Where okay. was it Hemsworth I didn't when we think needed was, him? I didn't think he was horrible, but like this movie's missed opportunities. Like, okay, so we have this this football player who's going through like some bad PR or something, and everybody. I don't like, even We're...
1: know what his PR is because he's been losing some games lately. No, yeah, he
0: seemed he got to the playoffs last year. I don't know what.
1: Like, there's no reason he well, should have. Bad well, it's PR. as if kind of like. The, the screenwriter was like and the football player is having a bad time have you seen any football games
0: i don't have to he's just having a bad time well i mean that's all across the board in the script like the first line from jennifer garner is she wakes up after boning down with patrick dempsey and he's gotta go to san francisco it's a lie he's cheating on her uh for we all knew one it from, night and we're yeah. just like what? <laughs> and so, so he's leaving, and the first line she has when she wakes up is, uh, Well, you do have a flaw after all. Oh, yeah? What's, What's that? Your job. God. And it's just like, like you don't, like, this is not how you do things in a film. You don't say, this is this character. This is what I feel about him. This is what his flaws are. It's it's like, this, this is what you say in a pitch meeting.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, and and the same thing happened with the football player. But the football player, at one point in time, he's he runs into he's like distracted and he runs into George Lopez, who works with Ashton Kutcher at the Flower Place, runs into his car, not into George Lopez, <laughs> right. and he runs into his van and breaks it. And George Lopez is like, I don't know how I'm going to get all these delivered now with a broken door. And and the movie's like, don't worry about it. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> whoa, what a perfect opportunity to have George Lopez and the football player deliver all those flowers together. Yeah, like wouldn't that be fun and then he could like learn about like you know like he comes out at the end of this story but it's like like what we don't we difference don't,
1: does it make that it, well, he it doesn't comes make, out.
0: it doesn't make i mean socially it's interesting for 2010 but it, it like i don't see where he got from like I'm not gonna do that to I'm gonna do that based on running into George Lopez's car. (laughs) But maybe
1: if it was 1998, maybe if we're in in and out territory, but they did such a poor
0: job of setting up what that means. Yeah. And like, like, at the, like, they're really nice about it. Like, Jamie Foxx is like, you know what? It's great. I approve of you being gay and that's good for the sports community. It's
1: like, but yeah. Even I come on, even in 2010, we're like, and? Well, I mean. Like late 90s, think about it. In and out, the whole setup is like we're in a small Midwest town. It's very judgmental, and it makes the context difficult for
0: coming out and stuff like that. Well, but no, 2010. But this was, no. Los Angeles. No, this was. Celebrities. St- no, this in was Los still Angeles. a thing. This was still a thing. There was a first, like, I think it was in 2000. 12 or 13 the first openly gay football player was drafted into the nfl and it was a huge deal in the media really oh it was huge yeah like a lot of people were like ah oh, that's stupid but then most most networks were like this is fine stop making a big deal about it yeah so that it was still in the conversation though i'm saying that this movie, well they didn't establish that context yeah i i'm just saying that this movie could have done more with that story but they decided to make it weak tea <laughs> very weak tea, more like a cup of water with paper in it and like like
1: <laughs> like again what difference does it make for this him movie to is out? made
0: for basics this movie this movie is the most basic movie but it's just a bunch of basic stories that they didn't have a full like like somebody brought a whole bunch of like scripts that had like were fully fleshed out they're like let's just take all of these scripts and stuff them into one movie I think
1: what happened is a studio wanted to like a studio is like we need a love actually we need a love actually can we get a screen can we get a screenwriter in here okay they bring the screenwriter in it's like we want a love actually that's not love actually so you want it based on another holiday great idea how about valentine's day okay cool um how long do we got 24 hours
0: <laughs> and she's like ah! Oh, see, so I want to she... watch that movie about her trying to write that movie. Yeah,
1: and so I feel like she had literally one day to come up with all these stories, and she's like, crap, 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 and she just had to, like, get it on the page, and she, like, turned it in, and they're like, great, we're going to go film it. She's like, no, that was my first draft! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and here's the thing, like, this movie isn't, it, it, the script itself, it's not just the follow of the writer. This movie, across the board, like we said, the technical specs is fine, the editing's not great. The well, but there's a lot to
1: juggle. In spite of its basicness,
0: there is a lot of storylines to be juggling. Yeah, but but like the producer should have seen this script and cut five of the stories. This is a Jurassic Park situation. They didn't think about whether they should. They just thought about whether they could. Exactly. Um. There, there are good moments. Like I called Ryan halfway through this film, <sighs> and 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 not Robin and I paused it because we were about an hour and 12 minutes in and we thought it was near the end and we're like we we it, we're near the end but we still need another drink to get through this <laughs> and then we when we paused it we realized there were still 52 minutes left in this movie and so I had to call Ryan mm-hmm. because I was just like and Ryan was also watching it at the same time and here's here's a little bit of audio from that moment Obviously so all over the place with all of its characters. And but like just wait until you get to about minute one ten. There is this amazing scene between Taylor Laudner and Taylor Swift that I kinda didn't see coming. It isn't good, but it's amazing. (laughs) You have so much movie ahead of you. (laughs) Sorry, we're two drinks was enough. I know we, we we made one drink apiece and we are just like realizing our mistake right now. <laughs> Robin's so, here too. I've been watching this movie and I've been listening for Robin to groan through
1: it. Like like oh, Robin would
0: groan through that. No, oh, so many times, so many times. <laughs> like most most of the most of the movie, I'm like, yeah yeah, it's bad, it's bad. Oh well, it's not. Robin, you got to give him at least that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I made him pause and They're replay home. several moments cuz I was like, are you serious? What is happening here?
0: Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. And and like just like the madness it induced on us as two people trying to criticize it. This movie almost like is like it's it it's a critic's dream to be able to like rip into a film like this. But I don't want to, because this this movie is the reason why this genre... Like, this is one of the big reasons why this genre gets so much flack. And I think, if we look at the numbers, 2010 is really where the genre started to dip off. It nosedived after this. I think this movie, like, basically shot its own genre in the foot.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of like... I mean, symbolically, Gary Marshall passed away a couple, maybe the past year or so. And it's just kind of like, we love you, Gary Marshall. We kind of need to go in a new direction um,
0: because he, he it,
1: was so special
0: to the genre. Yes, he really was. And it, it, what it feels like is the 1950s was a really good time to go see a movie. The 60s are here and Hollywood's really bloated. There needs yeah. to be a change. Yeah. And so maybe this was just... This is definitely
1: the like the
0: Cleopatra moment
1: for right. Um, here, let me <laughs> let me explain it in terms of film history. Uh, I think Cleopatra was 63.
0: Yeah, it was, it, yeah, 62, 63. So
1: what was going on in Hollywood is that the studio executives were all aging out. And they were literally dying off. The Warner Brothers were just one Warner Brother now. Because the <laughs> the other Warner Bro- Brother, All the other brothers had passed away. And it was just Jack Warner at that point. And in the 60s, they were making these movies that were bloated musicals or bloated Hollywood epics. Just these movies that audiences weren't interested in going to because baby boomers were teenagers now, and they're like, we don't want to go to a Doris Day movie. We want something that like looks like our life. And they made Cleopatra, which became one of the biggest flops in movie history, and it nearly tanked 20th Century Fox. And,
0: and watching it these days, it's not bad. It's just... Not what the it's not good either, but it's just not what the time period needed, and they spent so much money on yeah, it. Yeah, financially,
1: what you're looking at is um, if they made um, Avatar and no one went like they needed yeah. everyone to go to the movie and no one went. Uh, and so, film executives were scrambling and they, they started hiring young people to make movies, and that's how we got Easy Rider and Bonnie and Clyde and all these great. Um, And eventually
0: Steven Spielberg.
1: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. eventually Spielberg, Lucas, Coppola, Scorsese, Brian De Palma. Like, that's how we got this new generation of films. And it pivoted what movies looked and felt like and were. Um, And I think we're in a similar situation, not so grandiose, but the rom-com couldn't continue on the path that it was. And Valentine's Day was kind of like it's like
0: Cleopatra moment. And I think what is most emblematic, I looked up a lot of trivia about this movie afterwards. Katherine Heigel passed on this. <laughs> like, I think she saw the writing on the wall and was just like, no, guys, it's over. Yeah. And left beforehand. You know, want to know who else passed on this? Like for the Julia Roberts role? Uh-huh. Sandra Bullock. Ugh. Jodie Foster. Ugh. Like, like this movie was passed on by big names. Who could have gotten paid? Because this is the this is the um, deal that Julia Roberts made. She got three million dollars. Three million dollars. Yeah, for like, come on, uh, a it, day of filming. Uh, a in, day in the movie, she speaks two hundred and fifty words. That's including deleted scenes.
1: A day. That is, come on, yeah. tell me that's a one. That's a wonder.
0: I, I mean, it might be a wonder. It really depends on because the. When they shoot LAX, I think they're actually in LAX. Okay, and so she, two days. I think I think maybe it's a day and a half kind of thing, um, but she negotiated for three percent on the back end. Oh, so so this movie costs fifty-two million dollars to make. Okay, so y- you've already got that, but this movie made its its um, its hey in the first weekend. It made fifty-six million domestically first weekend, and then eventually it only made 110 million which means basically everybody went to see it on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. the other people who missed it went to see it the next weekend and then like some stragglers happened like a couple weekends after that I, but that's I, it you know but from a
1: financial point of view that's good enough
0: yeah it is oh no it's more than good enough for the studio it's really good for Julia Roberts she pulled in 10 million dollars for a couple of days of work and her agents like doing some hardcore negotiating like <sighs> like god but good for her, though, because she her story and her character was interesting. I hated that she was that kid's mom because I don't like the kid. But she's she like plays this um, captain who's coming home from Afghanistan, Iraq. Let's call it war. She, she's coming home from a war conflict. <laughs> and she like the whole time we think that her and Bradley Cooper are falling in love. And guess what? They've got chemistry like it doesn't make sense bradley bradley they have probably the most chemistry in this movie and bradley cooper ends up being gay at the end he's like um the football player's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and like so this movie's like ha gotcha and And
1: there's so much missed because of that
0: yeah the dialogue
1: between them is so vague hmm. We don't know who she's going to see and we don't know what the conflict with her and the person that she's going to see because she's so completely vague
0: about it. She is. And and that's bad writing again, but not not on the part of the actors like
1: they, yeah, they're they doing put in their their a best. plus work. They're doing their best. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper, likewise, is not talking about his personal life either. And so they're talking in these very vague terms, which, granted, that's how you talk to a person on an airplane, I Yes. sometimes but it, it the, depends but on that's it not, not if you have a
0: connection like they. that's not, not meaningful yeah.
1: when you have small talk between two
0: strangers why show it to us yes at that point it's pointless yeah and, and have them have a connection and and that's the thing this movie is so intent on tricking you that none of these end up making any difference to the world yeah it's
1: kind of like like a chinese like finger prison what's that called
0: if, uh, it's it's a, the finger trap. The yeah, finger yeah. trap's like, uh-huh. gotcha. It's like, oh, great. I got this
1: stuck on my fingers now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the trickster's like, I know, but I gotcha, right? It's like, yes, you got me.
2: Apologies, Captain. I seem to have reached an odd functional impasse.
0: I am uh,
2: stuck. Then get
0: unstuck and continue with the briefing. This this movie is the finger trap of films.
1: Yeah, and so Bradley Cooper's character is gay but
0: and super kind and I believe I believe the actions he takes
1: but he's so flattered by the attention of the flight attendant.
0: No, he's not. He seems He, flattered. he finds it annoying.
1: No, he's, he seems flattered. No, he,
0: uh, he, so he knows that she's into him the whole time. And then Julia Roberts also points out like she's into you and he's like, no. And then she's like, no, flattered. I mean, but here's the thing. If you're, here's the thing. If you're Bradley Cooper, you're not flattered if someone's into you because everyone's into you. (laughs) Here's, okay. Let me finish the problem with Bradley Cooper's storyline. So he's gay
1: and the, the setup of their storyline is like, Ooh, Like, random encounter on an airplane. That's romantic, right? And two very different people, seemingly. Mm -hmm. And it's like... But who have a
0: similar sensibility.
1: And for rom-com fans, it's like, ooh, that's a good setup. There's a lot of potential here. There's, you know, an interesting encounter, much like maybe a Before Sunrise. Sure. A random encounter. People will hit it On a transportation unit. (laughs) And they get along really well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, secrets are revealed. Relationships are developed. But first problem is their dialogue is so vague we don't know what the hell they're talking about two bars is that lieutenant two bars is the captain
2: <clears throat> you have a loved one in la i'm sure i'll be happy to see you uh, how long uh, how long has it been since you've been home 11 months and how long do you get to stay just till tomorrow. Wow, fourteen-hour flight both ways just for one night. Wow, that's romantic. I mean, that's you're romantic. I mean, that's that's quite a gesture. That's uh, that's commitment. You're on Facebook.
0: Riley Cooper assumes that she's going home to somebody that she's super in love with because she's only doing it for a day. She had to fly 14 hours one day, 14 hours the next. And so she's only coming home for a day. And so yeah. he assumes that it's a romantic thing. Right. And she doesn't correct him.
1: Right. Why? Nobody <laughs> Wouldn't knows. she correct him? And why wouldn't she
0: gush about her son? Yeah. What the f- well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I can see somebody being closed off. Like she she looks like she's honestly, like the way she plays it, she looks like she's like seen some shit recently. Yeah, yeah. Which is
1: also interesting.
0: Yeah. But like that's why I'm saying that movie would be really interesting if we were just on the plane with them for two hours. Or an hour and a half probably. Yeah. And and we got like into their characters. But why waste that story on this trash fire of a film? Yeah.
1: And so what happens is they get to they land and they they get to the concourse and Bradley Cooper's got like some fancy chauffeur. It's like, oh, he he seems really rich. Yeah. It's like, okay, And then he sees Julia Roberts and she can't get a car. She can't get anything. She can't get home in time. And he's like, you know what? Take my car. And it seems like this noble, self-sacrificing thing that when you're in the moment, you're like, Bradley Cooper, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, if only I could be with this beautiful woman tonight. If only I could have an evening with her. But you know what? I can't. And I want her to be happy. I want her to be with that man because she deserves it. And he gives her the car. Well, and- it's still noble. Yeah, it's noble. But it's <laughs> he gets home in time to see his his boyfriend yeah I, I so i think he there lost been
0: nothing yeah out of that night there should have been was, something he mm. sacrificed like like what if what if he goes to the phone and explains the situation to sean the football player and he's like hey i saw you know your press conference and i'm gonna be home a little late like because i gave my my car and he's like you gave your car away again or something something to build character between these two and the problem
1: what the whole thing of this switcheroo is like, okay, so Bradley Cooper had mere platonic feelings that couldn't by the nature of his identity. I mean, maybe he's bi, but it doesn't, it kind of, the switcheroo is just kind of like, no, nah, he was never interested in the first place. So it's just kind of like, okay, so they were friendly to each other. Like, I don't, I think that's fine. That's fine to have in a story. I guess so. But the whole point of their, their, their finale with each other is kind of
0: like this romantic gesture that's selfless. But it's, it's a, it is a selfless gesture. It is de facto non-romantic for the context that we don't know, but also because he knows that she's going with somebody else. Yeah. So it's not romantic. But it it you're you're saying in the context of another film it's a romantic gesture. If he was actually romantically interested in her,
1: that makes it more of a sacrifice. That makes it sadder for him. Right. But he's not
0: romantically interested in her. Right.
1: So it's just kind of...
0: Right. Bleh. It's Well, it, I mean, it's it's all the movie saying, ha, what you suspected isn't reality. We're like, okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> and what it actually is, is not even
0: more interesting at all. It's actually blander. Right. It is, it is blander. Because, like, what if we'd spent two hours with them and we kind of revealed... Like, they found out, like, 30 minutes in about each other's relationships. And then... Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, at the end... Like, he, like that called, would have been... I will Oh, man. We should make that movie. I know. That movie sounds really interesting. We should do, like, a Before Sunrise, but... But it's not romantic in that sense. And
1: it's about, like them helping each other be better people through this really interesting
0: platonic relationship. Yeah, I think that's really fascinating. And I think maybe that's it, is that zoomed way out. This is where we rewrite the movie. You write your first draft
2: with your heart. And you rewrite
1: with your head. All the stories, all the concepts on paper sound
0: like a good start. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's a million stories in this movie. None of them come to fruition. And I want that to bring us back to the main one, which we haven't, we haven't talked about the high schoolers. We haven't talked about like that girl who is a babysitter, I think of the little kid and who goes to talk to his grandparents. Remember her? Why is the babysitter talking to his grandparents? I don't know. Like maybe they're close. I see. That's the thing. In a bigger movie, we'd know. Um, Wouldn't but, it make but the like same amount of sense if she was just his sister? Yeah, I <laughs> uh, But um, like, and we'll, maybe maybe we'll have time to get to them. <laughs> you're 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 gonna. It's okay. You're gonna Let slowly me... feel us going mad. Over no, the
1: I I this. think uh, I think we're gonna justify a uh, a super sized episode because as is the movie itself it is a supersized rom-com
0: yeah and if you haven't watched it at this point go watch it i'm recommending you go watch it for free on netflix if you own netflix i guess you're paying a small oh show.
1: man it's on netflix i spent spent three dollars no on it's Ms. on, on prime. Netflix prime dang
0: it <laughs> and you fed into the system man um but go watch it go see what we're talking about because if you're you're if you're at all interested in filmmaking you should go watch movies like this just to see what you don't want to do. Like, and listen to what we're saying in context. Okay, so Jessica Beale. Okay, yeah. Her character hates Valentine's
1: Day. No. She, she has a party that says, I hate
0: Valentine's Day. Oh, Jessica Beale, Sorry, I, I did the same thing. Wait, that, did I say
1: Jessica Biel or Jessica No, Alba? you said Jessica Beale okay, I Biel. thought Jessica Alba. Jessica Biel yeah, Jessica hates Biel. Valentine's Day. This movie is why
0: she hates Valentine's Day. Yes. Also, Jessica Beale is also fantastic in this film. Like, she's given so little to work with, but she puts 120% into her acting. Okay, okay. So, I made my complaint about Bradley
1: Cooper's character clear. Okay. Let's move on to Jessica Biel. Uh, I'm sorry. I texted this to you last night. I'm sorry. You are the hottest person in this movie, and you're saying that you're the ugly duckling who can't get a date? No. No. No! No. No, 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 no. She's hot. Okay? Because if you are saying that Hillary's link is not hot, then you're saying I'm not hot because obviously I'm not as hot as Hillary's Lank.
0: No, okay. I th- I yeah, I don't like that doesn't make sense. She she could be jaded by love. That would make sense. But but no, Maybe. she's like I can't land a date. She is a dweeb, which is fun, and you can be a hot dweeb.
2: That's um,
0: the dream. Sh- I, well, we all want that. I know, but we're not in LA, man. <laughs>
1: it makes all right i'm gonna bring in a film where it makes sense it's in he's just not that into you where jennifer goodwin is playing this character who's like i can't catch a break (laughs) and it makes sense with her the way she plays it is because she's pretty and she's cute she's not i think i think jennifer goodwin is more beautiful than jessica oh we don't need to do comparisons but the way that she carries Jennifer Goodwin's character carries herself in that movie is just kind of like I can see why you're having trouble here, and I can see how you can have an arc where you eventually find I think it's Justin Long. And It's like you guys work together, but Jessica Beale works at an entertainment agency, and she is I mean, it would also be cliche to play her as frumpy, um, sure, but she's wearing like knockout like outfits and high heels and fantastic. She just is made up to look just, she just is gorgeous in this movie. And I'm just like, I don't buy it for
0: 10 milliseconds. Wait, don't we catch her? The first time we see her, she's on, she's like in some pretty dorky running wear, running in her office and like not being able to turn it off. I mean, she's basically playing a cliche klutz. I guess so. Cliche klutz. And you know, Here's uh, the thing. I, I'm not saying it's written well. However, I'm going to disagree with you. I think her work that she puts into her character made me believe it.
1: I believe it with uh, Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. But that, again, is problematic because it's just kind of
0: like, well, she needs a makeover. And it's just kind of like, yeah, that's not helpful either. Yeah, but it, she needs a makeover in order to rock this really dumb event. Yeah. She She doesn't need a makeover in her life.
1: But it's just kind of like the romantic interest in miss Congeniality didn't notice her until the makeover which is eh, kind yeah of gross. okay
0: yeah I mean that's that's tried and boring yeah.
1: yeah and my point is it works with Jennifer Goodwin who doesn't need a makeover to make her love life work it, it just is a, a amount of self-discovery and self-confidence sure but Jessica Beale I'm sorry I don't buy it I just that's don't fine buy it. her line
2: I don't want a mustache
0: is like <laughs> like you can't I I I, I can Totally agree with, or I can I can see why you wouldn't buy it. Like this movie doesn't, this movie's not smart enough to get you to buy it. Generally speaking, but you you can't deny that she's putting in like a pretty yeah, good day's work.
1: She's putting in the effort. Um, I think um Michael Ian Black and when he was talking about the the Brat Pack in the eighties, summarizing those movies is. Pretty people with problems. And, <laughs> and I think that's what this movie is, is pretty people with problems. And I'm just kind of like, wah, wah. You are the hottest people in the universe. And you all are um, having trouble with love. I and don't this.
0: I don't think so about The Breakfast Club.
1: Like, well, no, not Breakfast Club. Okay. But like, well, like St. Almost Fire. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Emilio Estevez like, oh, life's so hard looking like me. And
0: Emilio's like, in Breakfast Club, but he's one of the two hot quote, unquote, people. Hot people there. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else is in St. Almost Fire? Oh, uh, Roblo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roblo. Life's hard. We, we go back to Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. Um, she she is, doesn't have an arc. Well, she doesn't have an arc. It's funny because um, basically, after she breaks up with Ashton Kutcher, we see her one more time at a hotel lobby later on, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And, but but for no reason because you think oh they're gonna tie her arc up or something but you just see her sad and lonely on valentine's day for a second and it's like let's kick jessica alba (laughs) because honestly she's she's like this person who knows that she wants more from her career than she does from ashton kutcher realizes this does a pretty responsible breakup breaks up with him and moves on with her life and she
1: goes to um i don't know la that well but it seems to me probably one of the more expensive
0: hotels to
1: like crash
0: at well here's the thing how does ashton kutcher afford a place in that venice beach canal area if there's no way
1: if he's that rich why is he doing all the grunt work of his
0: company i mean i get it's his company but I, I could see ashton kutcher's character being like no i want to be part of the people but like that company is not going to afford you enough money to live in that area those houses are all like to $5 million.
1: Maybe he inherited it. Possibly. Like, maybe he is the only one left of the family and, like, Uh, the net worth has just
0: all fallen on him. Right, but but it was enough for me to be like, really? And I thought it was Jessica Alba's house, and then she was, like, packing up and leaving, and I was like, really? (laughs) Like, it's this isn't her place? Yeah, that's the other problem with movies like this. It's just kind of, like,
1: all the characters... Are pretty wealthy.
0: I don't. Wait, let's really think about this for a second. The
1: worse it gets is George Lopez is in a very cushy middle
0: class lifestyle. Yeah, George, Lo- George, George Lopez is probably the happiest person in this movie, though, because he's like, I married my best friend, and like, if this movie, and I, if this movie's original like premise was you should marry somebody who, like, completes you in that way and is your best friend, then. I'd be on board with this, and this movie tries to do that, but it does it so hand fistedly towards the end. But, it's like I it discovered it halfway through.
1: Okay, but I'm just curious economically. The average employee of this flower shop, where it's you're doing some kind of like you're either doing deliveries, Which Penny
0: Marshall's not Penny Marshall, but um, Gary one Marshall's of daughter. Mar- yeah. yeah,
1: you're either doing like clerk clerking or deliveries, and or working at the coffee shop, and I I wanted to go to this flower shop. Yeah, cool. and or you're a barista, and the average employee can own a nice house in the suburbs of Los
0: Angeles. Like the delivery guy for this company. I I mean, God, I not, want to work I mean, there. not without like his partner also working a better job. I, I guess so. I, I, I want to work at this flower shop. <laughs> Me this, too. This,
1: you seem to make bank money, money, money. Okay, so... Just, oh, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. No, no, no. no we Anne Hathaway. I, I brought up just... No, no.
1: We... No, no, I'm just answering the question. <sighs> okay. She is the poorest person in this movie. And that's part of the her art.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, see, that's part of the reason why I think this. She she is part of the most developed set yeah. of characters in this film.
1: So there is there are poor people. Yeah,
0: yeah, there are. Well, there are not rich people. She's not poor. She's in debt. Yeah. Which, so say we all. <laughs> so say we all. 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 So
2: say we all.
0: So we have Jessica Alba leaving Ashton Kutcher who is best friends with Jennifer Garner at one point in time, he does that thing where he shows up somewhere and doesn't say like he, he knows that Patrick Dempsey is cheating on her with his wife. Yeah. Right. And he tells her not to go to San Francisco. Does she go to San Francisco? And was that cut from this movie? Because we, no, bas- she did. She
1: did. Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. She goes. No. Yeah. She goes,
0: she flies, she lands, she comes back. She, what hospital does she go to? Well, that's the thing, because she, when she's talking to her friend, she basically goes to this hospital, which I thought was in San Francisco. And she talks to the the people there trying to find out where Patrick Dempsey is that night. And he is like, oh, or the, they're like, oh, no, no, he's, he's not here. But when she's talking to her friend on the phone, she's like, oh, I haven't left L.A. Or I'm still in L.A.
1: Kara, I'm still here. I'm I'm in L.A. I have a lot to tell you. Give me a call when you can.
0: Uh, And and it's still that afternoon. You can't just catch a flight back right away to Los Angeles. uh, Anyway, (laughs) anyway, it just kind of fell apart. However, she ends up following, I mean, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. She doesn't end up falling in love with Ashton Kutcher. Basically at the end of the movie they both realize oh maybe we should be dating each other cuz we're best friends but they have absolutely no chemistry in this film no like like not because not because those two actors couldn't have chemistry together but because this film doesn't allow it so my my headcanon is Jennifer Garner's
1: going to work. She's like, Great, who's my scene partner today? All right, hot guy from Grey's Anatomy. Let's do it. And then she she gets down to her last day. She's like, and today I'm working with Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> you you
0: should you should be thanking the maker for that.
1: Ugh. Ashton
0: Kutcher Ashton Kutcher like Topher Grace, like um Anne Hathaway, like Jessica Beale and i want to put jamie foxx in this but i think he plays his part well but he's not giving 110 percent. there are some people in this movie who know that this movie could help their careers if they do a good job in it and those people are the ones i just listed so but kathy bates is putting in less than 10 i'm i'm watching her she's like looking at her script and uh, is that good okay bye i'm 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 watching her in the office right now and she's kicking so much butt and it's around the same time period and her in this movie is like she's like looking at the camera rolling her eyes as she says her lines
1: yeah sleep this is not good and i think um what we have here is a hollywood film with hollywood acting okay that works great with hugh grant and julia roberts who when they perform they are they're performing it's it's it's, it's big, and it's, it's Hollywood, and it's, you know, deeply felt. Whereas in indie movies like Frances Ha, Before Sunrise, they're not Hollywood performances. They're down to earth. And this movie has all these Hollywood performances, and I think it proves why when you have a director like Nora Ephron or Richard Curtis, they can make Hollywood acting work really effectively. With this, it doesn't feel like Gary Marshall's looking for much.
0: No, I, like, he's working with a bunch of super experienced people. He's very experienced. But I imagine him on the day saying, no, that was a good take. Let's move on. Like, yeah, let's move on. Uh, Like, thank you, Jamie Foxx. Thank you, Kathy Bates. Um, You two gave us some time. We're paying way too much money. Let's go. We have to keep going. It does feel like a very
1: rushed production. Um, not that it's, you know, like cobbled together, but it does feel like they probably did two or three takes and moved on. And it's just kind of like, you know, if you guys actually took this, but you didn't have any material to take seriously in the first place. Yeah.
0: Speaking of no material, Edison, this kid who's named after one of the most, like one of the, one of our brilliant scientists, um, can't do math (laughs) because at one point in time he shows up to the flower shop and is like, Ashton Kutcher, I need you to give, um, a dozen roses to my teacher. He doesn't say my teacher, but he's, he wants... And then he puts $13 down. The it, it the sign says right there, he looks at it a couple times, $55. And then Ashton Kutcher's like, oh, man, this kid's incorrigible. And it's like, that kid can do math. Did he... Or maybe he can't read. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, maybe he can't read, but his name is Edison. He goes to school with somebody named Franklin, and this, that's, that's one of the things about this script that is, it's so full of itself that it, it can't be a good script. Like, and I don't know if this was worked out afterwards, but, um, Julia Roberts' last name is a combination of Valentine and her daughter's name. Um, and, like uh, oh i'm sorry this is radio
1: not uh, theater but uh, i'm sh- i'm holding my head in horror
0: yeah R- ryan looks like the thinking man if the thinking man had a bad day at work no if the thinking man had um diarrhea yeah. <laughs> and there's a million little things like that in this movie like shirley mclean shows up um because we haven't even talked about her uh, relationship with hector alizondo she and him are edison's grandparents and at one point in time in the movie they, they seem to have a perfect relationship but then she's like hey you were gone for a while and i slept with your business partner and then he's like i'm going to the cemetery alone um to watch a movie and why it just
1: are you telling him this today yeah like
0: save this. there's no reason for you to tell him this like Sh- shirley McLean just has a breakdown shirley McLean, a six-time oscar-nominated actress has this this I'm sorry, but she she was fine in this movie, but she's not bringing her a game. It's purely unmotivated
1: other than Hector Elizondo is telling the story of like, yes, we've only slept with each other. And this is like a prideful thing where it's just kind of like an acknowledgement that this is not the first time they've made that
0: acknowledgement. Yeah. And and not only that, but like basically he goes to watch this movie. It's a movie with Shirley MacLaine in it. Mm hmm. And so she comes out and she doesn't apologize to him. This is the writing more than Shirley MacLaine. But she comes up and she's like, you know what? You, people people need to take everybody and, you know, all, all parts of people. And then, and then, so you have to take all parts of me, even the, the bad stuff. And you then have Hector, to be with me. Hector's like, okay. It's not a good take-me-back speech. Listen to me.
2: I know I let you down, and maybe you don't think I deserve your forgiveness, but you're going to give it to me anyway, because when you love someone, you love all of them. That's the job.
0: I know that now.
2: I'm so sorry. And now, please, you got to love everything about them, not just the good things, but the bad things, too, the things that you find lovable and the things that you don't find lovable. I understand.
1: I'll never leave you. It's... <laughs> yeah i i it i just hold on on, breathe breathe i don't i don't i don't i'm speechless I'm, i'm rendered speechless okay here's here's what the movie here's what the script is so you know those um on you can go on the internet and find these uh spec scripts of the office of like I fed this uh, computer-generated AI scriptwriter and I gave it all these other um, office scripts and I taught it how to write. And so this is the script it came up with. That's this movie. If you took all of the movies that we've covered so far uh, in this podcast, all previous like 20-something episodes, and if you fed it to an AI and you taught it how to write and this is the only material it's working with, this is the AI's best attempt. So yep. much so that it's just... <laughs> the characters are not the characters' names. It's just like we are teaching you who played them. So,
0: oh we're... yeah, we. I'm sorry, I can't remember one of the characters' names except for the little kid because yeah. I thought it was so ironic.
1: But, but it, it this movie does feel like the fever dream of all the movies we have watched before, and it was all just kind of thrown together. And so you've got Anne Hathaway, um, you've got Julia Roberts, you've got Jamie Foxx. You who else do we have? I think we we have we've got Hector Elizondo. We've got, who else have we done? Um, not Ashton Kutcher, not Jessica Beale, not Jessica Alba.
0: Has Kathy Bates been in anything else? No, but like... Hector Elizondo, though. Yeah, all these other actors... <laughs> I'm sorry, every single character who is in uh, Princess Diaries, Princess Diaries yeah. is in this movie.
1: All the other characters are on deck. All the other actors are on deck. We will get to a... Um, what's the... Patrick Dempsey. We'll get to a Patrick Dempsey rom-com. Maybe a few. Um, we're going to get to some more Ashton Kutcher's. We're going to get to some more Jessica Beals. We're going to get to some more Jessica Albus. They're coming. Uh-huh. And when we do New Year's Eve, it'll be round two of the next 20 episodes being mushed together and the AI is trying to come up with a movie.
0: All right, can you hear that in the distance? This is... That's the Rocky theme. We have just beaten up this movie to to a pulp. And... I, we're coming for you new year's eve like <laughs> we out we're coming for you and then mother's day mother's day is one yeah is that another gary marshall yeah oh man <laughs> <laughs> all right who have we not covered yet um we didn't cover so there's a there's a rush to the airport which trope time like like this movie has most of the tropes uh, it even has a dog, even though I like that, like that dog ends up not being Ashton Kutcher's and doesn't go with him. OK, um, but the you, rest know, th- you know what
1: you could have done better with the dog bit? What? Instead of doing the dog. The, so what happens is let's explicate that storyline real quick. You've got Emma Roberts wants to have sex with her boyfriend for the first time. So they decide to do it on their lunch break. Wait, I'm sorry. What
0: dog are you talking about? The dog that keeps biting at him. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry, I was thinking Ashton Kutcher's dog that doesn't want to go with him. Oh, my dog's
1: more interesting. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, dog. Uh, so you have Emma Roberts, who's also friends with Taylor Swift, who's playing some high school student. I don't know. Maybe my
0: chronology of Taylor Swift is off. I'm like, isn't she like a grown woman? Like, is it? No, no, no. I think in 2010 she was probably like 21 at the most.
1: Okay. Alright. Maybe it's because... She's younger she, than me. No, I know. And, like, her career started just as she was, like, like a teenager. I know that. But maybe she was so established for so long that I just figured she, I mean, I guess everyone assumed she was older than she was because of how successful
0: she is. So, go T-Swift. Um, At the, the making of this movie, she was 20 years old. Okay. In 2009.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alright. Um... Emma Roberts wants to lose her virginity to lose her virginity or have sex for the first time with this boyfriend. I think they're both losing their virginity. Okay. Yeah. And they decide the best venue to
0: do it is her bedroom on their lunch break because her parents are at work. No, this is not the worst idea if you have an open campus. There there are far worse places to lose your virginity. <laughs> I know, but it's so rushed. Like you gotta get back to maybe class they a, maybe they have a free period yeah, yeah hopefully she continues to have periods after this <laughs> yeah. here's a condom am i right uh <laughs> go watch booty call <laughs> maybe they, they that's they were like no we watched booty call we we got it got all condom. ready
1: okay sing i need some latex condoms okay they gotta be latex hey
0: mr Blackman, i can't see you come to the front Roshan, well, you came to the right place. We have Ginza, Sheik, Hatemali, Booty, called Bagdo Man, Manhandlers. Remrod, Loop Job, indeep Joy Trail, Buckwild, and Goodyear Eagles. Oh, snap. Goodyear got a them too? Nonskip, Maxi Tread. So what about this skin? dog? So, uh, well, because, t- say what,
1: what he does. Well, the dog, like, as soon as he comes to the house, the dog's like, rawr, I'm an annoying dog. Um, and, and he gives the dog a treat. Yeah, and so then he head. goes up to the bedroom, gets naked, gets out the guitar, and then her mom comes home unexpectedly mm-hmm. and then walks in on him naked with the guitar. And then the dog comes in and starts biting at him. And then there's all kind of chaos of like, ah, don't reveal your penis to her. <laughs> That's essentially what's happening here. Sure. What would have been better is if you made the mom character a more main character in the film. And she had this same plan with her lover. Maybe the husband. Oh, or, and then, yeah, and what if? And then she goes into maybe maybe he, the the kid was setting up in the master bedroom because no one's home. So might as well bang in the master
0: bedroom. Sure. And then she comes home and they both get naked at the same time, but like kind of miss each other. Mm -hmm. And then the other two come home Mm -hmm. and they all see each other at the same place at the same time. And the husband's like, what are you doing having sex with my wife? And she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, no, that would have been so much better. Wouldn't that have been a great farce? It, It would have been stupid, but it would have been way better than this movie. Yeah. And I don't get it it's like you guys it's there it's right there it's it's funny because like well him him covering up with the guitar and his like sweatshirt and running out of the house naked that's fun I, it wasn't the worst part of this movie but um, it was
1: done and portrayed in such a non-funny way right where now, it's when but s- i want
0: to see like let, this is what american pie took an entire movie to figure this out right <laughs> yeah. uh, like how how do you lose your virginity in high school
1: yeah I don't know i didn't do it in high school um <laughs> you're looking at me for an answer right and tell you, me you got me i still don't know how
0: um but but this this move this movie is a series of vignettes that are it, it's like you bite into it's like you bite into some valentine's day chocolate right and you're expecting fudge you're expecting it to be delicious and you bite into it and it's, it's like, mostly corn syrup it's mostly corn syrup and it's milk chocolate it's not even dark and it's just like what am i doing here
1: yeah okay so the and then the resolution with emma roberts
0: is they decide not to have sex that day because reasons yeah she's like you know what i don't necessarily like she also rich kid problems she 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 got into yale so she's basically rory gilmore And he got into Stanford and oh no, they're going to be not with each other. And I know that sounds like a big deal, but make it a big deal. Make them be like, look, I like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to be together and I do want to have sex with you. I just want to make it special.
1: Yeah. And there's not really any kind of emotional conflict set up around this. And like, there's an episode of how I met your mother that
0: does a better job. And that does it in 20 minutes. (laughs) well here's the thing that story didn't have 20 minutes in this movie it had about seven or eight
1: therein lies the problem every single storyline as we have been proving so far all have been rushed all have not had the time to develop characters to develop themes to develop
0: conflict to make story compelling okay Ryan you can keep you can remake this movie you can keep six of the stories and develop them much further than they were which is which six do you keep
1: ashton kutcher okay
0: so by default i have to keep, keep, keep. jennifer garner I, I think that story is interesting anyway. okay yeah because jennifer garner is like in complete denial of this guy not having a wife so, so she's interesting
1: at least so jennifer garner ashton kutcher patrick dempsey that trifecta okay because that's, that's interesting. one story that's interesting like ashton kutcher knows what patrick dempsey's deal is and he wants and that prompts something from him See, it would have been much more interesting if he wasn't engaged to Jessica Alba, because he's like, oh, no, my friend's going to get hurt. Doesn't really impact me personally,
0: though. Well, I mean, that's the thing. He stops her even after she breaks up with him, though. But I like the idea of a friend looking out for a friend and he hasn't really thought of her romantically. I think that that's a really interesting story to tell, because I rarely see that.
1: Yeah, but it's also doing other things
0: at the same time that's that's fine if it's in its own story but it's like hey i just asked for you the the stories uh we got to get through this bit what are your other stories that you're fine
1: um i guess i would include anne hathaway and
0: topher grace yeah just because they're the strongest actors and most charming chemistry in this film could have been
1: more there um, and I would do
0: Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts. Okay, so de facto you would have um, Sean Jackson in there as well. No,
1: I would change... I would not... Well... Yeah. I would just change the essence of their story. Like, the essence of their story is a, is is basically betraying your trust. Is it, It's saying one thing and then says, actually, it wasn't that thing at all. I'm just
0: asking... I'm just asking for the stories you would keep. But I would no. I would keep the characters but change their story. Mm, that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> other.
1: Wait, so say other? You, you've
0: only given me two so far though. <laughs> stories? Yeah, so if you want to keep the Julia Roberts and and Bradley Cooper? I know. Okay. So so far we have two. And um done.
1: <laughs> I don't want anything else it's all bad boring
0: it's... okay
1: Okay. wine what do you want
0: uh, I think if we have those two um, I like I like Jessica Beale figuring something out Jessica Beale? yeah the sports agent yeah I think I think you could exp- like with all these stories what we'd be doing is keeping them and expanding what was already there right what is the log line of Jessica Beale's story um, so she is setting up, uh, she's a perpetual, um, she has a, perpe- like an annual party where it's like a, a, a singles, we hate Valentine's day party. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, she's basically, nobody's coming to her party this year. And so not only is she alone on Valentine's day, but she's even more lonely because all the single people are now with somebody presumably mm-hmm. or not coming to her party yeah and so her I, I mean i don't know what her her current long line is nothing <laughs> but but that doesn't mean that it can't be interesting we'd have to add something to it so you're including the character not the storyline no i'm I'm including her current storyline and we just expand on it okay which is
1: well yeah you can
0: you can't pretty, fix a game that i'm making it's pretty easy to expand on nothing um okay so i do jessica beale um and I would keep Bradley Cooper in there as well, Bradley Cooper and Julie Roberts. Um, so that's four and the football player then. yeah, and the football player. Um, I would just have them speak to each other and reveal all of the stuff that's going on earlier. So it's not like a yeah, a, but a, again,
1: a trick. but that's the that's my point is that it's not the whole the whole gambit is it's not what you think it is. And so you you are essentially
0: saying the story would be changed. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not also changing somebody's sexual identity.
1: Yeah. I would do I would do one of I would I could I could go with either. If they wanted to expand that aspect of Bradley Cooper that he is in love with the football player, okay, I'll take that. Or I'll also take the other version too. Um where it's more of a before sunrise
0: situation. Mm-mm. I'm out of coffee. I just drank from an empty cup, which is exactly what I did with this movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. You could write either of those stories, but in this one, I'm just talking about the stories you would keep. So we have four so far, and I asked for seven.
1: Oh, man. I know, it's really hard. Okay, here's another question. What is the logline to Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner's story?
0: Okay, theirs is great, actually, because... No, not the logline, just (laughs) who they are is is a couple of dumb jocks who you think at the beginning of the movie when we first see them she he gave her like this big teddy bear right um for valentine's day and then she comes to school and gives him a jersey like a track jersey that he already owns but with her favorite number on it uh-huh. and so he's like he Taylor Lautner seems to have a little substance to him at first cuz he's like this is your favorite number like i like, it seems like he is the boyfriend who's in a bad situation for himself. And by the end of the movie, they're just giving an interview to this um, pedophile. He, he's not a pedophile. He's, he's
1: pretty creepy.
0: No, oh, he's a creep for sure. But, you know, you have to do something very particular to be a pedophile. No, I know. But ugh. yeah, he, he is kind of it's kind of gross.
2: Ooh, I miss high school.
0: They, they basically are now in love. And, and it just comes out they're, of left field.
1: But they were in love earlier.
0: Kind of. Like, but, it, but it seems like they were setting up a completely different story with the two of them. I didn't know what they were setting up for the two of them. Yeah, and, and it ends up just being like, oh no, they're just dumb jocks who also like love making out with each other, but aren't sleeping together yet because it's just about love with them. Okay. Yep, that's all that is. And
1: the climax to their story is that he kisses her
0: on an elevator and she says bye. Um. Did you, did you, okay, so Jennifer Garner is in, like we said. And so I think Lincoln, I have to keep Lincoln in.
1: Which one's Lincoln?
0: Or Franklin, sorry. Franklin, <laughs> Franklin. Franklin's like this Franklin. maniacal, awesome kid in the same class as Edison, whose dad ends up being the maitre d' at this fancy restaurant that Jennifer Garner ends up calling uh, out
1: way, oh right 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 no, because he, she walks
0: over there and he's like franklin really likes your class okay. um i'd keep franklin so franklin's number six so when jennifer garner confronts patrick dempsey
1: at the restaurant you knew it the first frame right that oh that was her oh yeah yeah
0: like they try to and this is another part of this movie this movie like hides jennifer garner's head so that we can't see that she's actually going to call because she finds out where patrick dempsey is going to be then dresses up as a waitress and then starts saying all this gross stuff about...
1: Wait, well, my name is Julia and I'm going to be your server tonight. Why don't I get started with a few specials? Yes, please. Tonight, the chef is featuring a dish that he likes to call the
2: lying, stinking pig. You're you're kidding. You're kidding. How is that cooked? He starts by... Cutting off the pig's testicles and he chops them up really finely,
0: teeny tiny pieces. And then he takes those testicles and he he pulverizes them and adds in a little arugula, some sage, um, feta cheese, and shoves the mixture back up the pig's, well,
2: for lack of a better word, ass.
0: Which is funny but the maitre d of the restaurant that they're in let her do that which is super cool of him because the rest of the people there probably don't want to eat their food anymore yeah like like it's funny for us as the audience member but when you really start thinking about it it's like yikes man you took a a big big swing letting jennifer garner do this if i was
1: working at the restaurant like you and i have done and my friend wanted to stick it to some guy who is eating there? No. No, I'm going to get fired if I do that.
0: Well, mm, I, I might let it happen if, like, if it was you and you wanted to do that, I might let you do that. However, I'd be like, you have to do it over here away from the other guests. Exactly. Yeah. You have to do it real low-key. Real. <sighs> yeah. Not this. It's... And not only that, she could have just, like, gone and set the heart at the table, told him off. And, like, there was no need for all of this, like, subterfuge language. Yeah. And um, I like how
1: Patrick Dempsey has nothing to do but evaporate after this. Yeah. He's like, just done. He has no chance of redemption. And that would have been interesting, too, if this total cad, this asshole, could have learned from his mistakes and made up for it. How would he have made up for it? I don't know. And that's interesting.
0: Yeah. And, I I mean, I think this movie... the. The reason why the uh, Topher Grace and Anne Hathaway stories are interesting, more more interesting, is he actually has an arc. Yeah, she she doesn't, but he does. She she's just a really good actor, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so basically he and her sleep together and we kind of wake up with them in the morning and they have really good chemistry. And then he didn't know it was Valentine's day. And so later on they work in the same building right now. And so he asks her out for Valentine's day and they go out and they start to have a good date. And then all of a sudden, like she has to go outside to take a call because she's trying to make money uh, as a uh, phone sex worker. And he goes out there and he has what seems to be quite an overreaction. Yeah because like i didn't get that at all it's like you seem totally cool and then you're joking about this and then all of a sudden you're like this is way too much for me but let's set that aside for now because most of this movie doesn't make sense and but you you have been inconvenienced
1: for 10 minutes once with this brand new girlfriend yeah who
0: is amazing and and you're acting as if this is the final straw yeah and he's he's like He's like, I'm an Indiana boy, and you know the, the weirdest thing was me leaving Muncie, and it's like, okay, I get that, but what did you expect? It's Los Angeles, dude. <laughs> well, he he basically leaves, but later on, he sees Hector Alizano and um, Shirley McLean get together again. Only actors in this film, um, and then goes back to her, and he's like, you know what? I'm an idiot. I can deal with this. You're super cool, and and like he actually like has a small arc. And I think they're just a couple that I'm, I'd am i be interested in watching more of. Yeah. Um, Queen Latifah's in this movie. We haven't even talked about Queen, Queen Latifah. Latifah. What does she get to do? Not much either. Not much. She... <laughs> okay, so... She, she, she sure likes uh, that sex line. I think <sighs> she needs to change her line of work. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Vladimir. You don't know what rough is until you've dealt with
2: a
1: true African queen. Let me get my stick. Neil to Anne Hathaway. Her problem is she owes $100,000 in student loans. Okay. As a poetry major? As a
0: poetry major. Where the f- Where did you go to school? No, she just didn't get any grants or scholarships. Because if she would have gone to a school like ours and got a poetry, like... Degree, or like, let's say a creative writing degree, yeah. like, and you didn't have any, um, any help, like, you would have left school with one hundred and twenty thousand dollars in debt.
1: Yeah, but look, we all have dealt with student debt; all of us have. um But poetry major, hundred thousand dollars. What were you thinking, <laughs> like? <laughs> Maybe if you knew that you had a line into a lot of these um and, uh, into some scholarships and I had like i don't know a three point one high school g p a going yeah, into college
0: well three point no three point four
1: and I got plenty of
0: scholarships and 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 hathaway's whip smart in this yeah yeah it doesn't so make sense like
1: maybe if you were getting a law
0: degree or a medical Mm. degree and then you didn't go after that career or just say i have fifty thousand dollars in student debt or like forty thousand dollars it's still a ton of money that you have to pay off but
1: yeah but even then she's behaving as if her wages are getting garnished she's behaving in a way that like she will be on the streets and it's just kind of like the, st- the student loan people, all they want you to do is to stay with the student loan. So they will be totally fine letting you defer and just keep that
0: interest growing, growing, growing. Right. And not only that, but I, hey, this is, this is a PSA to all you students out there or post students who have student loans. For the love of God, get them paid. <laughs> it's the best you can, but don't, I don't
1: know.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm actually going to say the opposite. Um, that, But lo- you can go upside down on your finances sure sorry
1: this is like 32 year old me like you must be fiscally responsible you uh, can get into a position where your loans have doubled
0: yes you can but it really depends on your interest rate just l- listen listen to me like listen it's my uncle kelly if you can if you can pay off your loans and still have a bunch of money afterwards and you have a couple ends of credit great however don't just pay off your loan because you finally made enough money to pay off your loan because be smart about it because your credit will drop mm. I,
1: Listen I, to Uncle Ryan. Uncle Ryan is actually going to disagree with Uncle Kelly. Pay off. It's not about your credit score. It's about your income. I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying... Yep, it's about your... <laughs> I love this. This is like the biggest actual hard is, disagreement we have is on finances. No, if, if your biggest
0: is, wealth building tool is your income. Sure. I'm talking about your credit. All you have to do is keep $5. No, okay? no, no. Pay it off. No. Buy the thing that don't. you want with cash. No, no, no. Okay, listen to me for a second. Jump
1: no, I know I'm
0: disagreeing with you. I know. No. we're on the same page. No, no. We just have different financial strategies. You're, you're not. You're not hearing me. Okay, listen for a second. Mm-hmm. If you have five dollars in a in of student debt at two percent or something like that interest rate over the course of a year, how much is that going to be? It's not much. But my point is, no, don't, no. It's 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 really not much. It's less no, than a dollar a year. I know. I know. My point is. So, you can have way better credit by just keeping a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of student debt and not paying it off, where it won't affect you. You could keep it for 80 years and it will have built to like 25 bucks. I know, but uh, this is so irrelevant. But I'm saying <laughs> it doesn't matter because the things
1: that you should be spending your money on are things where you don't need to depend on your yeah, credit. Yeah, but you're to not going to
0: spend that money ever. No, you will. Best, best. wait so you're gonna be like 20 by the time you're 80 years old and you have like here let's let's even say a hundred dollars of student debt after not paying off all of your student debt.
1: Like, that's, f- oh, I'm not saying it's going to break you, but I'm just saying. It's not going to matter. No, no, it's I'm not gonna saying. It's not going to be a drop in the pot. I know, I'm saying philosophically, it's just
0: better to pay everything in cash. Okay, well, fiscally, it's better to, it is better to pay everything in cash. Don't have big loans where you have to pay a whole bunch of money into your, it, this doesn't matter. <laughs> this doesn't <laughs> this matter. My point. But Don't worry about credit. Worry about cash. You're going <laughs> to have to worry about your credit, people, just to let you know. It sucks, but you're going to have to. Anyway, Not getting necessary. back to this. We'll, we'll put this at the end. People can listen to our <laughs> argument. Um, <clears throat> what were we talking about? Anne
1: Hathaway's financial problem. Okay. Which is, uh, again, half-baked. Like, let's think yeah, about it.
0: But but her solution to it is great for this movie.
1: Yeah, but what kind of leash
0: is she on with this, this side gig? Well... Okay, this is this is the thing. She's she's not on a, a leash, per se. She's doing this because she like needs to make money, and this seems like a pretty viable way of making money. Right. However, w- you should have office hours. Right. And she has, like, no office hours
1: for this. Right. That's my point, is that you're <laughs> taking calls during work. You're at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that could... Like, she's a temp, right? So she's, like, she probably couldn't reschedule these, like baked in times that she has with people.
1: Yeah, then maybe you shouldn't be a temp. <laughs> Cuz that must be happening
0: always. Yeah, but if you're if you're trying to make money and the only job you can find is a temp in LA to pay your probably very expensive uh rent in Los Angeles, you're probably going to need to just take whatever job comes your way. Yeah. Her story is believable to me. I I don't know why we're we're still on this. Well, but you're trying to find a hole. <laughs> no, 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 but she's
1: she's taking these calls during dinner with this guy that to me says she cares more about the job than she does about the guy
0: if is that what you're really saying movie is that what you're saying movie or or more so like here's here's why it doesn't make sense because like they are in the restaurant during the day and then he is like he has to like go out and look for her so she hasn't been gone 10 minutes and it's dark by the time he gets outside so she's been gone for like seemingly 45 minutes or so
1: yeah and and so
0: at that point in time she probably took a couple extra calls or something and and at that point in time the movie's saying like either she's very desperate for money or she doesn't really care about this guy which neither of which seem to be or at least the second one doesn't seem to be true and you could have
1: a workaround where she says sorry i gotta take this for work that's it just tell us it's for work and he'll be like oh no problem i totally get it Because he's just working in the mailroom. He's not making a lot of money either. So he gets... And they're living in Los Angeles. And they're going out in Wilshire Boulevard. So they're going out to, like, the nicest corner of Los Angeles to have this really fancy date. And they're both balls in debt. Well, maybe he's not balls in debt,
0: but still. Uh, Well, he is a mailroom guy. Um, Do they also live in, in the canals? I don't know. We're... Where Wilshire Boulevard is in
1: relation, I've only been to Los Angeles once or a couple times, but um, okay. We're, I mean, we are all but over that's th- where the Hollywood executives work. That's sure. how I know about Wilshire Wilshire Boulevard.
0: Wilshire, well, Wilshire. Well, um, we are all over the place. This is. I'm sorry. All over the place. I'm sorry, everybody, that we weren't able to rein it in, but this, like, uh, we don't really need to say anything else about this film. I want to get back to our financial strategies. No, no. I think um, I think what we can cap this off with is this is a very poorly thought out from a producer's standpoint project. Do you want to take a minute and just talk about why it works in Love Actually and not here? I think we kind of talked about that in the movie, but or in the beginning. Um, I, I think it's because it has less going on. Mm-hmm. You have each of these stories has um believable setup and a believable conclusion in in love actually. Not only believable, but satisfying. Satisfying and sometimes sad. Yeah. Like there the the world that we're living in is is like it that movie is about love, but it's not about Christmas. It's just set at Christmas. This Dude. movie is about Valentine's Day. It's yeah. not about love. So here's an M Ooh. Say that again. This movie is about Valentine's Day, not about
1: love. That is the problem with the film. And that's why the movie is a commodity and not a piece of art. Yep. So just as a probably the most effective, like, I don't know, emblem of why it works in love, actually, and it doesn't work in Valentine's Day. Patrick Dempsey, Alan Rickman. Mm hmm
0: kind of the same conundrum same problem sure where and we don't know if alan rickman has cheated but he's at least thought about it and he's gotten close enough to it being a destructive thing right yet him and emma thompson at the end of the movie are at least trying to figure out a way to make things kind of work we we don't see them like fixed we don't see their relationship healed but it's something that we have come to understand is a very real thing that these real people are dealing with. And what Alan Rickman goes through in that movie in Love Actually is deeply felt. And we're like, whoa, whoa, what Emma Thompson? Well, I mean, what Emma Thompson goes through in that movie.
1: But you still understand. The point is, the movie is making, making you empathize with Alan Rickman. It's making you understand what he's going through.
0: Well, like it or not, you are understanding. You are understanding him. I'm not. I'm not empathetic. I'm, not, I'm like, oh, Alan
1: Rickman. No, no empathy in the means of you're okay,
0: understanding yeah, yeah. where he is at emotionally. Yeah, and where you don't necessarily with Patrick Dempsey. Not at all. Yeah. You're not empathizing. You're only thinking this guy's a dick. Like with Alan Rickman, you see when he's at work, you kind of see that he's like you know, a nice boss and he tries to push Laura Linney into like hooking up with the Brazilian guy Mm -hmm. and he obviously cares a lot about his kids Mm -hmm. and like, yes, he is not a great husband over the course of this movie. You you get the idea that he was beforehand and you get that he is maybe going to try to be that in the future Mm -hmm. and you also get the entire context of Emma Thompson's story, which I think gives Alan Rickman's story even more relief. And love actually gives you the space to forgive Alan Rickman
1: if you're willing to.
0: Yeah, it doesn't say you have to. But it says Emma Thompson is trying to forgive him. Maybe you can try too. Yeah. This movie doesn't give a crap about Patrick Dempsey after he, like he gets told off, yeah. which is fine cuz I don't care about Patrick Dempsey either. I don't necessarily think we have to, but It makes it a poorer movie if not every person in this is understandable.
1: And that's, therein lies the problem is, guys, we're better than this. Like, we are better than dealing with that kind of perspective when we're talking about other humans. Like, we can't just write off other people and be like, "Mm, they're just a dick. It's like, no, a movie like Love Actually is like, let's take a second and talk about this person. And let's think about who this person is.
0: Although Love actually, like, the one character in that movie who is kind of one-dimensional, two characters probably, are um, Colin, who's, yeah. who's just after sex, and the um, the secretary uh, the... Alan Rick- that Alan Rickman maybe mm-hmm. has or has not slept with. Uh Yeah yeah but but they're almost not enough of a main character for us to really i i don't know what makes her different than patrick dempsey lay that out for me she has deleted scenes oh does she yep oh okay that's why she did have an arc but they got cut there's a lot cut from this movie is there yeah god there's deleted scenes oh no, but that's what I'm saying is maybe Patrick Dempsey has more of a character arc.
1: Yeah, maybe. I, I think even even with Mia in Love Actually. Mia, yeah, that's her name. There's that scene in the bedroom where she's like in her underwear and she's wearing the necklace. Mm-hmm. Even that scene still tells me something about her. When, don't you think there's something vain about her?
0: And there's something sure.
1: deep about that vanity.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's also very... Like, I don't know if it's just the filmmaking that Richard Curtis gives us, but when she's seducing Alan Rickman, and I'm not just saying, like, she's the reason why he cheats or anything like that. She is just very much after him, and you can tell. Yeah. And Alan Rickman's not putting up any walls, but he's he's not the one that's, like, pursuing. She's yeah. definitely pursuing. She has a character about her when she does that. Patrick Dempsey is simply oh, yeah, I'm a doctor, and I have to go do this. Oh, hello, wife.
1: Oh, he's just so vanilla. And the the problem is, we don't know what his marriage is like at all.
0: Yeah, it just seems kind of
1: maybe basic. And the thing about it is, this is what a a love actually gets is, and this is taught to me by my wife, who is a marriage therapist, so this is not coming from experience. I haven't gone through this, but I've been told this. This is what is going on with a lot of stories like this is like, and that's what Love Actually exemplifies, is that there is an issue with Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman's marriage just in its own place. No Mia, no other temptresses, nothing. They have issues already. And the movie is portraying that of like, even if he didn't cheat, they're not in a perfect place. Um, wh- which ones are those? Which ones are what? What issues? They're, there's not a passionate romance between them. He gets her a CD for Christmas. They're not, we don't see, we don't see romantic love between them. We yeah, see, I mean, that might not be his love
0: language though. I don't, we I do do get that their marriage has become stale. I, I, I like, we can infer that through his cheating, perhaps. I, I think that is.
1: But if he didn't cheat, would you say that they had a great love story? That they were from, clearly in from love. From what we
0: get, yeah. I wouldn't say that about Keira Knightley and her guy. I wouldn't like, we, and that they have a marriage. You know, like the only other time we see them, they're sitting on a couch watching a football game. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I think that is really looking into a relationship and saying, I know more than I'm shown on screen. Well, I guess I'm just saying
1: we get. A portrait of a marriage with Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman. With Patrick Dempsey, we get
0: nothing. I think Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman have a couple of kids, have been married for a while, and have a seemingly pretty good relationship. Mm. Mm. I mean, except... we'll talk about it in the Love Actually episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so back to this film. Ryan, I'm almost afraid to ask what is your rom com Oscar? I, I didn't even feel <laughs> like I was giving that 100%. No, no, it's, it's good, it's good.
1: Oh. Uh, and we can't do worsts. You told me yeah. I couldn't do worsts. We can't do worsts. We could really give it an Oscar. Ah.
0: <laughs> Biggest cast. Uh. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now I can't do something boring. Um... Is there an award I can give this movie for for most? I want to say, instead of best, I want to say, because you did biggest, and so I want to say most references. Because in this movie, like Anne Hathaway is talking to um, Topher Topher Grace, and he's like, What's that ringtone? Oh, I knew it! What is that, techno? What? The ring. Oh, uh, no, I think it's like a little more retro. It's kind of 70s. And he was in that 70s show with Ashton Kutcher. And so you have like little, there's little bits like that all over the course of this movie. Um, The other two people holding signs at the airport when um, Bradley Cooper is picked up, the last names are the last names of the two characters in The Odd Couple. (sighs) <sighs> which Gary Marshall directed. Oh, I didn't even notice that. There are little Easter eggs like this all over the film. Okay. Like this movie has it might as well be the entire cast of um Princess Diaries. Yeah. Like like this this movie is Oh, okay. So when when you have something like a Marvel film, right? Um there's something called f- like fan service where they're basically like It it might not have a lot to do with the plot, but they're adding an element in to make people in the know go, ah, very cool, which bothers most comic book nerds like myself to death because it's like, yeah, just make it part of the story. Don't call it out like it's an aha moment. Yeah. Don't pander to us. We're better than that. This movie is early 2000s fan service. So I'm going to say most fan service. Yes. Yes, definitely. Because it's like get this get this get this get this does that make you happy oh gotcha gotcha twisted that around oh you didn't think you'd see this person here remember that guy gosh ryan remember that guy at the table who started hitting on anne hathaway um when her and Topher grace are out on their date and he's on a date right next to her but she's like hey happy valentine's day and he's like hey happy valentine's day yeah he ends up at the party later
1: right at jessica beale's like and he's like i'm sad because i got dumped
0: it's like yeah, you deserve it, you asshole.
1: Yeah, you suck. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and this movie doesn't make a comment on it. It's just like he's here, and and then like you have those two women that show up. Um, they're the first ones to show up for the party besides um, Jennifer Garner, and they're like, "Yeah, we went on this date with the same guy, and he thought he could get away with it." And it's like,
1: "What episode of sitcom are you from?"
0: Yeah, like, what? Wh- I don't. Who are you? Get out of here! Get out of my movie! It has too many people already. <sighs>
1: Yeah, and maybe I don't know about you, but maybe I've been married for so long now that I'm just kind of like I don't know. I was single for so many Valentine's Day, and maybe it would have been different if I if I would be single today. But there's such a like either Valentine's Day is the greatest day in the world or the worst day in the world. And other and I just feel like the majority okay. of time people are like it's just
0: any other day. Yeah. Okay, for the, I think for most healthy people it's that um, but that doesn't mean if you, make a, a good deal. <laughs> if you make a big deal out of Valentine's Day, great, good for you. But also you don't have to, and that's great too. You're right. You're right either way. But um, this movie doesn't know what it's saying about Valentine's Day. And it's about Valentine's Day. Because yeah. the little, and this is most uh, emblemized, or <laughs> that's a bad word. That's not real. Um, it's epitomized by Edison, because at one point in time, he's really upset because he really wants to get flowers for this girl that he likes at school, which ends up being his teacher. And his grandpa's like,
2: Sorry, Mr. E, but they can't get your flowers delivered today. But then they'll figure it out tomorrow.
0: No, it has to be today. It has to!
2: Let him go. Let him go. Aww.
0: Let him go. A, today's a lot of pressure for anyone, let alone a little kid.
2: Come on. Tell me about it.
0: No, it's not. Okay? Little kids, Valentine's Day is the easiest thing in the world. You just write 30
1: Valentine's Day with Warner Brothers cartoons on it, give it to all and that's, the kids. That's why
0: this movie is a fucking commodity. Sorry done. to swear. Because done. this kid is is like having a freak out about Valentine's Day. And he shouldn't. But the, the, the grandpa's like, it's okay. Kids, sh- you know, have to do this on Valentine's Day. No, they don't. Also... His culmination
1: is being in love with his teacher. It's not cute. It's awkward because it's like really awkward. We've got to tell his kids like, hey, it's not appropriate for you to be talking to your teacher like that. Yeah, and <laughs>
0: luckily Jennifer Garner is classy enough to do it in a way that doesn't feel creepy. But yeah, she she's like, oh well, that's you know nice, but you should really be with somebody your own age. And but it's just weird, friends. It's, it's weird. Like I think you can like make that cute and funny, but. It's weird. It's weird. It's and like when you. Gen- it's like when your grandpa makes jokes, of like, "Oh,
1: the cousins are kissing," and like makes some inappropriate joke. It's like that's not. That's
0: weird. That's that's not funny, grandpa. That's <laughs> that's awkward. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but Jennifer Garner, we've seen in another movie, Juno. Yeah, yeah. There and you go. I think you need to give Jennifer Garner like some some stuff to do, like some real drama to dig into. Otherwise, you could give her, or take her, leave her. Because in this movie, at one point in time, she like, like Ashton Kutcher comes to her school to tell her that this guy that she's with is actually married. And she's like,
2: Don't get on the point. Why not? You're sweet. Is this because Harrison came into the shop? Yeah, and it made you realize that things could, things could change between us.
0: No, it's not about me. Because
2: up to now, I've just, all these years, I've just been there. For no, years. it's not about it's not and, about and us. And with Morally, if she works late, if 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 you want to see a bad movie, she doesn't want to see. Or if you want to have junk food, that she's not gonna have. I I'm, I'm clearly your go-to girl. And you're the be- You're the best. And now there's this guy in the mix, and he's not just a guy. He, afraid he's gonna he, steal he, me away. No, he came, in, because, it, listen, he came into the shop. Because, listen, this I. Oh, okay. I, um. I'm your buddy. Don't oh, worry. I'm
0: not going anywhere. Oh, you're just worried about me, you know, being in love with somebody else. But don't worry, I'll still be your buddy. And it's yeah, like. Yeah, we, we didn't get a sense of what their. the depths of their friendship is. And from, from that conversation, I would assume that it's zero. Yeah. Because like I wouldn't talk to my best friend like that. I'd be like, Oh, you're concerned about this this guy and I me? Mean, don't worry, we'll still be friends. But I wouldn't treat him like a little like kid. Yeah. And and it's just like it's a weird choice and I don't know if it was a lack of direction or something. I didn't necessarily love her in this film, but that doesn't mean I don't like her. It's not her fault. I and yeah. you know
1: I think emblematic to all the actors is Julia Roberts was on screen and I turned to Sarah. I'm like, see, Julia Roberts can make the phone book interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yes, Julia Roberts can play a toaster. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, But as a movie, like, did you... You didn't see this movie in theaters, right? God, no. No, I told this. I'm so glad you were able to escape. I I told this story last time where the the power went out and I was able to, like, leave the movie theater. Um, But this movie who was it marketed towards? Because in our society, like generally you're like, oh, well, and this is comp- like changed a lot over the past 10, 15 years, but it used to be like, like that age old, like, like, thing where it's like oh you know the girl wants to do something on valentine's day and the guy doesn't care yeah i'm going to generalize and say
1: um this movie is made for girls who are in the powers to drag their boyfriend to the cineplex and the boyfriend just wants to get laid that night so he agrees to it
0: (laughs) yeah that's probably true what I would want from a movie. But don't don't do this anybody. Don't 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 acquiesce to your partner bringing you and also don't drag your partner to it unless it's to drink and make fun of it. Yeah. What I would want instead of a movie called Valentine's Day
1: is a movie called like, I don't know, March 12th. And it's about all these characters who are making momentous love declarations mm, February 12th? No, No, March 12th. I mean any other day of the year. Okay. it's This movie's acting is like, this is our one day that we get to be romantic. No, friend.
0: Yeah, actually, um, what's-his-name says that at the beginning of the movie. Ashton Kutcher's like, this is the one day nobody will make fun of me for being romantic. No, my friend. Make every day romantic. Yeah. And that's why I say, make a movie called
1: March 12th and say, this is an average day with average people. Make it special. We're going to find the romance. Because you... Yeah have the power to make it special for another person and that's what being a human is is making the world a better place by your attitudes and actions and
0: i think it's movies like this that don't normalize romance that are poison yes because like ashton kutcher seems like a really great guy yeah he like i like his i want to see a buddy movie with him and george lopez now yeah like i want to see what him like I don't really care about their relationship because this movie didn't give it anything but him and Jennifer Garner being best friends and learning to have a relationship that could be fun mainly because Ashton Kutcher is a guy who loves love yeah and those people are wonderful and fascinating and you can still be cynical about other things and love love and he's like oh this is the one time a year where I can you know really show that I I am in love with this person and it's like life shouldn't be like that life shouldn't be especially for men it shouldn't be oh well you have to be tough and if you're gushy about love nobody's going to want to listen to you if you're gushy all the time about love people will stop listening to you but you should be able to express love whenever you want
1: and not be afraid of it yeah and
0: this movie doesn't do that this movie's like it doesn't give permissions for that
1: and this movie's like at the end of it it's like all right time is up your next
0: time to de- declare love is new year's eve actually coming out next summer <laughs> um and there's there's this movie trope with christmas movies where they they say something like only because it's christmas right yeah. and it's it works sometimes for christmas because it's like you know it has that stigma where miracles can happen but i'm even pushing them back against that where it's like often in the coldest months in the northern hemisphere um, christmas is seen as this like joyous or like the holiday season i'll say is seen as this like time where we light lights and we find hope wherever we can but but you can find that all year long it's just in stark relief around christmas and what's in stark relief around valentine's day is pressure and this <laughs> yeah. movie this movie should have been far more about pressure yeah like that would have been more interesting anyway
1: okay so tell me who would you fall in love with
0: <laughs> okay there is this woman who is seemingly an intake doctor or or something um when jennifer garner goes to the hospital where patrick dempsey's supposed to be working right (laughs) the older woman who tells her to be like just tell him to fuck off (laughs) well yeah she basically what happens is when jennifer garner finds out that he is married she like this this doctor comes around the corner and she's like something bistro at six and then walks off. She's the log lady of this movie. Because I didn't understand what she said. I was like, what? She says something about Bistro? And we had to rewind. And she, with no context, she just walks up and like whispers it to her. And she's the log lady. Yeah. And if anybody's seen Twin Peaks. Anyway, so I just thought that was great. She's lady. she's okay. not who I'm falling in love with, though. I'm falling oh. in love with Anne Hathaway 100%. Oh, okay. Like, I I can deal with that job. That job's fine.
1: Yeah. You can have Anne Hathaway, especially given how PG-13 her sex line dialogue
0: was. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I like the, and she can do accents, which is super fun. Like, I'd have a lot of fun with her.
1: Yeah. And she
0: takes Polaroid pictures. She's cool. I
1: wonder if his, if Tovar Grace's reaction would have made more sense if he actually heard her
0: doing X-rated phone sex dialogue. I wish that he was more interesting, because I think that would have given us context for those situations. Because if you do think
1: about it, If she was getting really into it Uh and like really investing in her clients, Uh I would get that because then it'd be like she's expending
0: all this erotic energy on not me. Yeah. If she didn't like, yeah, bring that home, I guess, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And and it's in a way I could totally see
0: someone feeling cheated on in in that way. But I know people who date strippers and um, it's just that like that is their job. Yeah. But it's it's something
1: to be negotiated in the relationship and figured out it's sure. not just like it's not something that you just are like Oh, that's fine we haven't talked about it it's like you haven't talked about it
0: really yeah and you have to do that with like lots of relationships especially creative ones where it's like you can't put all of your energy into your creative activity and bring none of that to the relationship where you just have like a really boring relationship yeah, yeah. i've
1: got to imagine that for actors it's part of the conversation of like um oh i'm gonna be shooting this romance movie so i'm gonna be kissing my co-star a lot it's yeah. something to be discussed
0: Actually, Robin and I had that discussion, and it was really easy because I've also kissed co-stars at, at a certain point in time, and she's like, "Yeah, it's fine. Don't You're worry welcome. about it." I made that happen. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> but it, it's it's like a normal thing that should be normalized, and you just have a discussion about it, and I'm I think and not have a weird freak out like Topher Grace does. Exactly, and they do have a discussion about it afterwards
1: and wouldn't it be better also mm -hmm. if he had some kind of trigger if
0: he had some kind of what if really bad experience this like it would have been far more like that's what i'm saying give his character some context what if one of his like he was engaged to somebody at some point in time and then he overheard a phone conversation of her having phone sex with somebody yeah like that would have been great (sighs) rewriting this movie left and right
1: yikes you know what the, the tragic thing is? Maybe these all were really well-written.
0: Yeah. And the studio exec was like, we don't need to do all that. That's what I'm thinking. What if there's a pile on a reader or a manager's desk? Put it over there with the others, baseball. Look, can I sell you 12 scripts? I know this didn't happen because it says that there's only one writer, right? Yeah. In this film. Um, and I'm not going to put them on blast right now. But like I can just imagine there being 12 different scripts on somebody's desk. And it's like, we need to figure out how to cut these up and make them one movie yep and you know it would have also been
1: better if they tried to do it parisia thames style yeah where they weren't interconnected and they were all just individual short stories Yeah, and maybe you had some misses but you could also
0: have some hits because here's the thing like with even with the most basic story which is uh the taylors taylor Lautner and taylor swift story yeah i i like towards the end of their story, when they're just like running on the field and she's like doing dance moves in front of the camera, I'm like, "Well, you guys are characters." And Taylor Swift is making me laugh right now. At the like her first acting bit, I was like, "This is nothing. I don't like this." But honestly, when when she's being a doof, and Taylor Lautner is just like stepping over <laughs> when he falls over, he's such was, a good physical that actor. That was a really good take. Yeah, that was a great take. And and. Like, there's a potential for a short story here, but so, you can't divide it up. Okay, so Taylor's
1: supposed to be playing this, like, ridiculous ditz, right? Taylor, which L- one? Uh, Swift. Right? Like, her, she's supposed to be this ditzy blonde person.
0: Yeah, who's also, like, into dance, I guess. But yeah. she's supposed to, like, it, the idea
1: is that she's supposed to be kind of one of the more extreme characters in the movie. Right. Okay. Let's let's bring up what... Are you saying that you're falling in love with Taylor Swift? No. <laughs> let's bring up what Rachel talked about. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Uh, we talked about this in In-N-Out, and I asked her, like, why is this working so well in in and out where the performances are so outraged, but we are still believing them? And she explains, like, because they're all, like, Oscar winners, because they're all mm-hmm. extremely experienced, talented actors, and they know how to have a big performance that's still contained and still not outrageous, but outrageous in the right way. And Taylor Swift, she's not an actress. No. She is the wrong person to be playing a big performance.
0: Yeah, sure. And, like, that's a mistake of this movie, but also I'm not going to fault Taylor Swift for it. No, it's not her fault. It's another producer. But it's
1: it's like giving an opera for Taylor Swift to perform. It's just like, she's a country pop singer. She's not Pavarotti. Like she's... Is she not... a country pop singer? Isn't she? No, I mean, she's a pop singer. I and thought she... she started... No, she started in country. She, she's doing a little folk now? I know, but she started in country. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's my point, is that she's not a trained opera singer. She's a country... Did she? Did she... She's Pavarotti? No. She did do no, did she start in country? Anyway, I've heard her new
0: album is fantastic. Okay,
1: but my, my point is... She's trained to do really awesome stuff, but she's not trained for this.
0: No, but she has a music video where she like has a whole bunch of dancers around her that are all really good. And she kind of tries to do the dance, but fails. And that's why I really liked how ditzy dorky she was when she was out on the field doing her dance. See, that's a weird
1: meta appreciation that I just can't suspend my dis- disbelief I mean, for.
0: And that's fine. I I just think that the
1: Like you're kind of saying look at how she's flailing at this performance and that kind of is part of the character is flailing but not in the same way.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. And then it was ruined by that I, who this guy brings in a good performance the creep who was like like interviewing her. He's not a bad actor. No. But but his character is composed in such a strange way. It is. He's he's all of a sudden like, I'm going to take over Jamie Foxx's job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, who did you fall in love with? Uh,
1: <laughs> Sarah won't be surprised for me to say Jessica Biel. Because I was complaining about it the whole movie. And at some point, Sarah's like, wow, you're really into Jessica Biel, aren't you? I'm like, well... It- you're 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 way more beautiful than Jessica Biel. I'm just saying that, and like I cut, I didn't get in trouble with Sarah, but she's like, no, I don't care. <laughs> but you keep bringing it up. Uh, your love life is fun. <laughs> Do you guys have that con- conversation about what hot celebrities? What what about them? Like like in Friends with like Ross and his list. Oh. yeah um yeah robin
0: and i are cool with being attracted to other people but do you go so far as to having the list on a laminated card well we work in the film industry and so that's one of those
1: things that could kind of dangerous if you did have the card because then you'd have to really consider it
0: yeah well yeah not only that but then you'd like have to also have that laminated card and anybody could find that
1: yeah um but if anyone asks my isabella Rossellini
0: is julia pinoche Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, so Chocolat was, was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jessica Biel, super foxy. Um, which she ended up with Jamie Foxx. So perfect. Nice. Um, yeah, nice. High five. A couple brunettes for us this time. I almost said, you know what? I was really close to saying Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, uh, like uh, he's my second. <sighs> yeah, he's my second. he's my second as well. Runner up, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Um, just because he seems like he'd be the the out of everybody the best partner. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would love to be in a relationship with Ashton Kutcher.
0: <laughs> His character. Um, what are we watching next week? Uh, Tell me it's not New Year's. I am going to explode. All right,
1: moratorium on any Gary Marshall ensemble
0: directed film. Yes, yes, please. Take it off the list. Am I clicking randomize? Yeah, and I'll click. Um, I'm going to go with my lucky number 17. She's got to have it.
1: The original what, feature what, film, what's She's Gotta it? Have It. She's Gotta Have It.
0: Is it sex? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll find out next week on A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. Uh, where can people find us, buddy?
1: Rom-Com Gents on Facebook, on Instagram, and email us at
0: romcomgents at gmail.com. Send in your movies suggestions to make sure that we have... Your movie on our list, and uh, you know, let us know something romantic that's happened in your life this week, or something we missed about please. your favorite movie Valentine's Day.
1: But uh, please give us a real romantic story. Yeah, we want some real life love.
0: Yeah, we. I think um, right now we're probably the most jaded that we've ever been about love due to this film. I mean, that'll that'll fade over the course of the week. But anything you can do to help us would be great. Please. Um, all right. Well, uh, Ryan. I don't want to be your date on Valentine's Day. I want to be your date every day. Exactly. Love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> and this is where we will say goodbye. Ryan and Kelly, Kelly must bid
2: you adieu.
0: Thank you for
2: listening to our review. Rate and
0: subscribe will even take a prize. See you next week on a gentleman's guide To rom